is Anna from Indiana, and you're listening to An Apotheosis of a Bombast. Also, I don't know if I can do sound effects. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Hi there, geeks, and welcome to another episode of Apotheosis of a Bombast. Am I allowed to say geeks, by the way? I think you can. Yeah, okay. They are geeks, aren't they? Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm Elton. I'm in England. My co-host is Scott Copperman. He's all the way in America. How are hello, you? Hello. I'm very good. Jolly good. And here we are on this lovely... What, what's the day today? It's Thursday, isn't it? The day before yes. Lost comes out in, in England. You've already had it over there. So you guys have gone mental. And yes. And everyone, now everyone bar every- me has seen it over in the UK at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, I'm the winner. Everyone else is the loser. Um, Well, they're forecasting another foot of snow here, so just enough. Just now, it's starting to get to be that heavy, wet spring snow. So, right, are you going to be the mad guy that stands on his drive, throwing it up in the air again? Uh, You know, I was debating that. I was thinking of going out and renting a snow thrower. Well, if it's a couple inches, that's fine. But if it's going to be, you know, a foot or more, which is what they're saying, that means going out multiple times and. Marianne is going to have to be at work on Saturday morning. It's just going to be an ordeal. But then they said on the news that the winds are going to pick up. If if it's going to work to my advantage, I'll do that. I'll just throw it sky high and let it blow. Yeah, that's all right. Just be a madman. No one else cares. It's all right. Um, as mentioned in the last episode, the human bombast is all drawn up now. Uh, I think later on this week we'll be pulling out someone from a hat or a bowl or something of a concave concoction so we can put names into it and we'll have our winner announce it and then get in touch with them and send it off to them I suppose yeah I think that's good it'll be autographed uh, possibly back. yes I, if I find someone to autograph it then I will <laughs> <laughs> but well, it's, it's a McManus original isn't it so you have to I'm quite happy with it I'm really happy with it. I haven't sat down and drawn like that for a long, long time, so I'm quite impressed with it at the moment. Um, if anyone wants a copy, then let me know, I suppose. If not, then bugger ya. I don't care. <laughs> Once it's gone, it's, are you going to make a copy for yourself? Or? Oh, yeah, too, right, yeah. Yeah, I will. That's, that's, that's my baby, so yes. <laughs> I have got other Elton Originals, if someone else would like something like that for free. I'm not going to sell it because it's not worth it. <laughs> They're not that good, but I've got other bits and bobs. But, you know, I, we'll we'll see how we go anyway. Yeah. I was trying to think of, of what the term is for an apotheosis of a bombast human or, or even a listener. Because, you know, like in uh, people in Paris, they're Parisians, there's Americans, there's... Oh, a collective group of... Floridians, yeah. yeah. So, would it be Apotheosians? Would it be Bombastians? Would Bom- it be Bombastards? I don't know, yeah. Oh, Bombastards. Bombastards. I like the I Bombastards, that, yes. Definitely. I think that's probably what it has to be. Yeah. Although it's... it's Well, it's only offensive if, if you want it to be. And goddammit, it, I want it to be, so yes. It could be something you're... Pr- a badge of honor. Yes, I'm a bombastic. <laughs> it's a made-up word. When someone tries to imply it says something else, they're adding their own insecurities into it. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, too right. Okay, 
whoever's listening to this is a bombastard now. You're all you bombastards. <laughs> You're having too much fun with that now. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is the um part now, isn't it? Um, no. I personally haven't been doing much recently. Uh, I've been drawing this thing up and looking forward to Lost and I saw Lost using the interwebs somehow. Thank you very much for everyone who helped that out. I said thank you in the last Rethinking Lost anyway, but mm-hmm. um, apart from that, not a lot. I, I suppose the highlight of my week was I jumped on Facebook. I know you're not on Facebook, are you? But No. I know a, a couple of people uh, on Twitter that are on Facebook. We're all friends on there. And I think at the bottom of the page, if you jump into a friends column, you, you can find out who's related to who like through the friends type of thing right not explaining that well but everyone knows exactly what i mean anyway mm-hmm. and they show up uh either people that you should be friends with or would like to be friends with and other pages that they've become fans of mm-hmm. and the latest page that i've become a fan of which four or five other people that i already know have become a fan of is it's called can this sausage roll Get more fans than Cheryl Cole. Do you know who Cheryl Cole is? No, but I can. I get the gist of what it's, it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, Cheryl Cole, she she was on, was it Pop Stars, The Rivals? It's a Simon Cowell thing. Let's put it like that. It's like X Factor. She's one of the judges on Our X Factor, which is your American Idol, I think it is. Okay. And she's from... Where is she from? She's from Newcastle. She's a bit of a hard nut, but she's quite pretty. And I don't know, lots of people love her, lots of people hate her, but obviously someone doesn't like her, so they're trying to get this sausage roll with more fans on there. And I think they're up to uh, 470,000 fans so far. And I think it was just started, when was it started? This year. So in just over a month, they've got just under half a million fans on this page and basically the the picture profile is of a sausage roll <laughs> and that's it <laughs> so that's uh, one of the parts of, of facebook that it doesn't appeal to me it, it's i don't know how to really explain it but just the the various groups and stuff like that it i i don't know maybe if i was on it i would be a part of these things and all but if 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 I was on, I think I would be like, we have a fan. You can be a fan of the show. Yeah. Because you have a page for that. Uh, I'd be maybe a fan of a couple of selected celebrities or or other shows and, and characters and stuff. But I can't picture joining a, uh, <laughs> a group of, <laughs> you know, is this chocolate chip, co- this chocolate chip cookie should be mayor of Atlanta. There, there will be stuff like that. There's absolutely crazy stuff that, it doesn't take off and there's other silly stuff like this that does take off it i think it's more if you hit the right note at the right time then people will jump on it and i think a lot of these are made up by university students and they they get a thousand people to join it straight away they yeah. hear it in their their college or university oh he's made this we've all got to join just to try and build it and then we'll all get high profile we'll all become famous and rich and millionaires and blah. And well, they they get people to join it that way, and other times they can do that and go, oh yes, I've created this thing that's famous for mongooses, and 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. And that's yeah. that's the way it rolls sometimes. Yeah, and I'm not against the idea. Like I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, like a real life fan of the Save the Fruit Pie the Magician website, which we mentioned on here once before. Yeah. And I'm sure that that's that's very much the same kind of thing. I I think it's more not being on Facebook, having that stuff being contained only to Facebook. I I say get it off Facebook and put it back on the web. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my view. I don't, I don't really I, care I, I tend to think that a lot of people actually find Facebook as a home, though. It's more like their home page, isn't it? I don't know. From my perspective, it is. There's people on there all the time. You can do it from your mobile as well now. So as soon as you turn on your your um, computer, instead of going to your, uh, your internet provider's home page as their home page, a lot of people just click on uh, Facebook straight away on there, and that's it. That's more or less their homepage so they then they base their whole life from that they see what other people are doing from there and then do it accordingly from there mm. I don't know my wife when she's on she plays uh, scramble all the time she gets it there for hours and just just do whatever that little word game is like, yeah and then I'll walk by and be like uh, yeah ostrich what, what I missed it oh oh and then there's rich and then there's <laughs> lost and there's cost, and there's closet, and yeah. I can't play them word games. I don't play any of them sort of games. I'd rather just put the PlayStation on and have a have a we'll pass on that. To be honest, but yeah. it's it's a fun little bit, and I'm sure within six months, then it'll it had done its job, and then everyone will go, okay, so we got this amount of fans. So now what? Okay, moving on, and there'll be something else. So it. It just lasts for what, six months, and that's around about it. So, well, I was reading about um, what was it? The the headline was basically has Twitter peaked. Right. And I was reading some of the numbers in there, and a year ago it had maybe one twentieth the number of people that it has on there now. And I can kind of remember. I guess when I first got on, it was maybe November, right around the time we started planning for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So November, Halloween of, of 2008, maybe. And uh, Richard Smith from Simply Syndicated was the first person, first friend that I think I had on there, first follower. Yep. And then when he came on, then came Marius and Jacob and all of them. So kind of within the span of a month, there was a, a chunk of Simply Syndicated people. And then about five or six months later, another chunk came out. And, and I kind of paralleled what was going on in in real life <laughs> like yeah. you'd have celebrities kind of coming on in waves and rock bands and all that stuff and and it has kind of blown up uh but i i didn't realize not ground floor but like just how how early that was that october november december of 2008 and yeah seems and, so long ago now that we're in 2010 as well doesn't it I or know. 2010 yeah. and I, I guess for me it hasn't really changed in terms of what I use it for, I mean, it's still, it's, people don't really use instant messaging as much. Not everyone uses Skype. So for me to be able to have a more quick interaction than posting in the forums, Twitter is great. And like yeah. during the, I think I've said before, like for how I work, it's kind of, it's my cubicle chit chat, you know, water cooler talk with other people. Yeah. And I can kind of do that. But I, I guess for, for other people, as they 
get to be really close friends, it, they move the conversation elsewhere. Or if if you're more local, like you've actually met some of the people that you know from the forums and and on Twitter in real life. You've met them yeah. in, uh, in the pub somewhere. Which yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing that, but there's uh, actually surprisingly few people local for where I am. Most, I think the closest people I talk to on Twitter are kind of five or six states away. Yeah, well, it's, it's quite a small country anyway, isn't it? Where I live. It's only a little island, remember? Yeah. Uh, also on Facebook, I was poking around. I was trying to find one of my old friends that I used to knock around in uh, in Greenwich. And I put his name in. I couldn't find it. I put his first name in, last name in. And it just wasn't getting up anything. So I put in the um, the company that he worked for the last time I, I spoke to him. And it was uh, it's called Bundle. I think it's a vending company machine. Uh, company that they go around fixing vending machines and water coolers and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i ended up the closest thing i got was a guy called wolf bunzel in germany i think it is and this poor little fella i don't know how old he is but i think he's probably about mid 40s i suppose he's got one friend poor little wolf bunzel has one friend and that is it so i was gonna think about doing an appreciation society for wolf bundle get him more love but i was thinking about becoming his friend that freak him out a little bit wouldn't it i'd imagine i might not do that though he might be a nice guy (laughs) he he looks it looks quite a nice guy and he's in his pictures he's got a a picture of a banner with wolf bundle written in it and he's quite proud of himself so it's all unprotected, so you can just jump in there and have a look. So I, I encourage our listeners to go and have a look at Mr. Wolf Bunzel. Right. Well, yeah, oh, for, for my life, that is around about it. That's as, about as exciting as it gets for me. Uh, well, I can top that for excitement, because I want to talk about milk and cereal. <laughs> Ooh, one of, them, one of them is exciting. my favorite. Uh, uh, the milk? No, the cereal. Oh. Well, before we talk about it, let's make sure we're on the same page. Like, cereal would be like Cheerios, shredded wheat, um, pet food, <laughs> dry pet food product, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is this what you put on Twitter uh, recently? Uh, well, it's unrelated to, unrelated to that, but yeah, that's cereal. That My daughter bought strawberry frosted shredded wheat, and I uh, put some in a bowl, kind of like thinking I'd have a healthy snack. And I was like, yeah, it's pet food with icing. That's basically what it feels like. Now, shredded my, wheat, yeah. That Was it the large shredded wheat or the small bite-sized shredded wheat? Actually, I, you had called it shredded wheat. It was, um, this is actually mini wheats. So they're... What color they're are they? Are they light brown or dark brown? Light brown. Okay. But with pink icing on it. Oh, that's gross. I wouldn't eat anything pink. They make uh, maple brown sugar. They make a blueberry. They make... It's just a, a flavored frosting on it. But right. I, I know which ones you mean. The shredded wheat is a different brand, but they mm-hmm. have the great big ones that are like the size of your cell phone. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and they actually used to have something like that, which had like a raisin inside of it or like some sort of fruit inside. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of putting fruit on your cereal. That just seems a little bit odd. I don't mind fruit in a curry. Raisins or sultanas in a curry. I can't remember what one goes in a curry, but not in cereal. No bananas, no strawberries, no nothing like that. That's just wrong. 
I'm alright with bananas, blueberries, raisins, and small small amounts. It's kind of it sweetens it without adding sugar to it. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy. Ah. But so we have oh, we have the two kids here at home, and they would prefer cereal dry. They could care less about having milk. They just want to you know want to eat it like candy basically because it's kid cereals really are just puff sugar. So. Marianne and I have different styles of adding milk to the sugar to to the sugar adding milk to the cereal. Right. Okay. And so we we've been giving conflicting advice, and I've looked online and I can't find a definitive correct answer. So I'm looking for your opinion. Okay. So say you have shredded wheat's probably not the best choice, but a more traditional like a Rice Krispies, Cheerios, just kind of a a, a smaller. Cereal. Okay. I, think would, I don't know how to describe it. Vitamin size. Instead of like a, a biscuit size, more of a a a flake size. Yes. Yes, that's probably a good way to go. Alright, so my advice to the kids is always to add milk slowly until you see movement. When there's enough milk to... I guess it makes the cereal float. You don't actually see the milk usually, but you... Um, you have just enough to get some milk in there and, and it's get the quality, but you don't get the sog factor. So Marianne makes it like soup. She like pours oh, no. milk basically to cereal level. Oh, that's wrong. That's what I say. But then when you watch on TV, and I know in, in TV commercials and stuff, it's it's not even real milk. They use like glue and stuff like that. So it it has the look of milk. It's it doesn't white as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right, but they, they do probably somewhere in the middle. You can see the milk, but uh, I think that's only so that you know there's milk in it. I say it should be just enough to lift the cereal from the bottom of the bowl. Uh, I, I'd go along with that. Now, I know this is such a drama, but does Marianne, does she drink the milk after is she one of these people that eats all the cereal and is left with a bowl full of milk, and then she tips up the bowl and slurps it out the bowl? No, no, and I've I know what you mean, and and I can kind of understand that too because sometimes it, if you have like a chocolate flavored cereal, it makes like a chocolate milk, but mm. she's not one of those people. I have seen people do that though. So does she just leave the milk? She's left with half a bowl full of milk. Yeah, you don't want to clean up after her bowl of cereal. It's, See, <laughs> it's like a soggy. You end up eating less of the cereal because it's yeah. It's just I don't know. I I would go the way of I I like the idea of you just see it move. You just see it lift up. If you got a bowl of Cheerios, you see milk poke through the first one, and you're like, oh, that's enough milk. Yeah. But if that's not enough milk, then you have a bowl and you eat, and then you see how much is left in the bowl, and mm-hmm. then you adjust accordingly. Next time you have a bowl of cereal, and then you don't put that amount of milk into your bowl of cereal. Right, yeah. And so you finish it all at the same time. That's what I would say. My bowls of cereal generally have no milk left in the bottom, unless it's one of those cereals that's not highly absorbent. Yeah. Like crunch berries are not very absorbent. They tend to to leave a lot of milk at the bottom. Yeah, see, now, uh, Boudoir, she eats Weetabix, but she can't stand it going soggy. She likes it crispy. And mm-hmm. so she puts the milk on top of the Weetabix, just enough so it all soaks in, all the milk soaks into the Weetabix, and then that's it. 
any more, any left over, then she can't eat it. Which is weird. She's a fruit loop for doing that, but that happens all the time. But we also have a friend who she she looks after, uh, she takes her to school in the morning, and she'll have a bowl of cereal. And she'll literally fill up the bowl to the brim with cereal, and then fill up uh, the spaces in between all the cereal with milk up to the brim. Yeah. And then eat half of it and go, oh, it's all gone soggy. And just, no, duh, stop it! Wasting my milk and cereal! <laughs> That's kind of what it is here. And I I feel like if you're going to impart knowledge on younger minds, you have to make sure you give them... It's a life skill. Yeah. Proper milk to cereal ratios. I'm sure there's a formula out there for that. I think so too, but I couldn't find one online. And then there should be a formula because if you think about it, on the box of cereal, it says a serving size is you know, one cup or 500 milliliters or whatever it is. Nutritionally, it tells you a serving size of milk, a serving size of cereal, and then on our boxes even have like milk with cereal. These are the nutritional numbers. Mm-hmm. But so I could probably do a little experiment and see what that looks like. But that information is is so wrong anyway. Like a serving size of soda is not and what they say or a drink. You know, nobody pours a a glass of juice that's the size it says on the on the package of orange juice. Right. Or if okay. you ever pour like the amount of cereal they say is one serving, it's like less than a fistful of cereal. Yeah, in them variety packets that you can get. You pull mm-hmm. that out, well, hang on, I need at least two of these variety packets to make up a bowl of cereal sometimes. Yep, or they'll say like a, a bag of uh, potato chips or a package of crackers or something, and they'll say, you know, serving size is three. Nobody eats three. Hmm. So, Can you eat three I, shredded wheat? The large ones? Yeah. Uh, I could. I don't know that I'd want to. but uh, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat lots of things. Okay. We fine. have um, Emma. <laughs> I, I could eat lots of things. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but on the same topic. You're giving too to much get, away. Well, uh, adding milk to things. Marianne also adds milk to her ice cream. Oh, I see. I don't eat ice cream, as you well know, anyway. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not like adding ketchup or mustard to your ice cream. It's it's melted form added to. No. It's like adding water to your ice. I guess you could think of it that way, but. No, no, that's wrong. No, that's <laughs> that's wrong. I remember my brother once uh, put the ice cream in the microwave to warm it up a little mil- little bit because it was too cold. But that was just a family little joke that we ribbed him for for millions of years. And we're I've still... seen people do that, though. Like, if it's too hard to spoon it out, people put it in the microwave for 10 seconds to soften it. No, I'll tell so. you what you do. You put your spoon in your mouth and warm it up that way and then slice it off from there. Obviously, not as you're serving it out. And yeah. the rest, well, I've seen that, too. You run it under warm water. And... No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't add... No, ugh. Ugh, nah. No, milk... I can't drink a glass of milk. It'll make me gag. Mm-mm. Definitely make me gag. I don't know why. I can drink the milk in the cereal bowl as I'm finishing it off, but no, I can't drink a glass of milk. So do you like any ice, like a sorbet or a, a water ice or any of those kind of things? or Not really anything, any cold, chilled dessert? No, not really, no. Cream? Custard? Ugh, ugh, no, ugh. 
Disgusting. What's the matter with you people? A pie? You're all A non-fruit-based pie? Not a meat pie? Yes. A fruit-based <laughs> pie? No. We should have put your palate, your taste buds in the Bombast Humid. Hum- humid. Human. <laughs> and uh, he got my ankles. That's right. Well, so that's the big excitement here. That's I've been mulling that over for a little while. Wow. You actually looked on the the web for a formula for milk I looked, and cereal. Well, I looked to see if there was a right or wrong. You know, did the American Association of Cereal Products have a recommended ratio or anything? But I did once have a dream of a Weetabix van crashing with a milk float, and it all <laughs> ended up on the on the road, and I had to eat some of it. But that was a long, long time ago when I went through a patch of having really weird dreams, and now I don't tend to dream now which is a bit of a shame because I used to have the world's greatest dreams. Maybe it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we'll put this out on our our next show. What sort of games do you play with your partner or or, or loved one? And me and uh, Amanda played this game. If you sleep talk, then you have to carry on the conversation. The person who's awake has to carry it on. And you can get some brilliant stuff out of there. It's awesome. She used to work in McDonald's and she was dreaming and she, I I sort of rolled over and she went, I went, pardon, what? I was obviously trying to carry it on. And mm-hmm. she, she actually served me the whole meal of McDonald's and gave me the correct change. Oh. It was brilliant. And then she woke <laughs> up in the morning and said, oh, thanks for the McDonald's. What, what, what are you on about? Oh, you just actually served me in McDonald's. <laughs> I wonder what was going on in her head. Did she have like this vision that you were there? Were you someone else? Was your voice <laughs> coming from somewhere? But yeah, you've got to try it. If, if you ever hear anyone sleep talking, you've got to carry on the conversation. It's brilliant. I've done it once as well. She said that I I woke up, I was sat up in bed, and I, I thought I was holding a plate for... In my recognition, I had a plate full of bacon sandwiches in my hands. And mm-hmm. she was talking to me. I was sat bolt right up in bed and talking to her. And all of a sudden I went, where's my plate gone? Where's my plate gone? And then I started padding around the bed. I've lost my plate. I've lost my plate of bacon sa- sandwiches. And she was just wetting herself laughing. So We'll put that out on the next live one. What other games do you play? All right. Yeah, my son wakes up like that in the middle of the night, mid-dream, and he... You try to reconcile with him, like, no, no, we're we're not in the car. We're sitting home, and just close your eyes, lay back down. Oh, I have to go turn the TV off. No, you don't. Just lay down. Like, yeah, he's he's out of it sometimes. Yeah, I used to wake up when I used to do a uh, a paper round when I used to live at my parents' house. I used to wake up disgustingly early sometimes. It was more or less like sleepwalking, and I'd. Um, I'd get all my stuff on, get ready to go out in the paper round. It'd be 2 o'clock in the morning. And my dad would come down and he'd be like, why are you getting your bike out of the shed at 2 o'clock in the morning? I don't know, I'm going paper round. And <laughs> that happened so many times. There was also a time where my mum caught me. I think I was quite young. I must have been about 10 or 11. And I was standing at the top of the stairs, weeing down the stairs. Jeez. <laughs> But I never really used to sleepwalk or anything like that. I just used to have quite dramatic dreams. And I thought, Mm -hmm. you come out of my bedroom and you turn left into the toilet and you turn right into the stairs. I must have just turned right 
and thought I was at the bowl and just peed all the way down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hopefully you've outgrown that now. Uh, I think so, yes. I've had lots of other uh, bad dreams and weird experiences. I'm sure we're hit at a later point anyway, so yeah. I'll, I'll save them for another day. <laughs> Some awesome stuff, though. <laughs> it's brilliant. Everyone should sleep next to me for at least one night, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with with a uh, a good amount of protection, a tape recorder, a oh, camera. Y- there'll be yeah. there'll be pillows in between people. I don't want any funny business because you know, some <laughs> people do get a bit randy now and again, don't they? So that's true. None of that. Right. Uh, well, should we move on to? Uh, have you got anything else, or should we move uh, on to some stories? No, we can move on. That's fine. Yeah. Right, my first story of the day. Indonesian man loses teeth in a cigarette explosion. An Indonesian man has been given compensation after a cigarette he was smoking exploded, taking out six teeth. I can't read his name. Andy (laughs) Susanto, I think. Mm -hmm. Susanto? Andy Susanto. I'm going to call him Andy anyway. Told Indonesian media the cigarette had blown up in his mouth while he was riding his motorcycle. He accepted a payment of 5 million rupees, I think it is, which works out to around about $535, 335 pounds, and all his medical costs for the, from the makers of the brand of cigarette he was smoking. Police are investigating what caused the blast, but Mr. Susanto, or Andy, said that he would try to give up smoking now anyway. <laughs> He told the Jakarta Post newspaper that he had been smoking since he was a schoolboy and he had never had any problems before. He said the incident was so unexpected. (laughs) Now, my first thought is that's a very, very small payout from a cigarette company. It was all uh, done out of court as well. I think he settled out of court. But if that had happened over in America, in England... In Germany, France, Spain, Sweden, wherever, I think you would have gone for millions. Well, I have a feeling it's it's a bit fishy, and rather than get into the whole argument, they probably just said, "Here's here's a little bit of money, whatever. We're not going to argue with you. Just take the money and yeah, and shut up." I still think people in this country and in America would have turned around and said, "What five hundred dollars? Um, I don't think so," and just tried to wiggle out for more and the lawyers would have tried to wiggle out for more as well maybe it's just my my thoughts. no i think they try i don't know if they'd get it but yeah, yeah people definitely think that they're entitled to a lot more it seems weird though like if it blew up then they'd be able to study the cigarette and yeah. find the chemicals that caused it probably recall a whole bunch of things well they're, they're not actually going to recall these uh cigarettes they, they said it's just a one-off but it, it could be a um pissed off worker at the cigarette factory and he stuck something in there. Well, maybe and it was just a rock on the road that flew up and hit him in the mouth. And It could have been, yeah. I mean, it just seems unlikely that he could prove it. Or if he could prove it, then you're right. He should have got a ton of money. Well, yeah. But, oh well, lost six teeth. I like the way the actual um, the picture on the BBC website is actually put... Uh, <laughs> An Indonesian man smoking. Yeah. <laughs> they covered his face. <laughs> oh, all right. If you have an explosion in your mouth that takes out six teeth, yeah, there's more damage than just the teeth are gone. I would have thought that 
anything like that would have... No, well, it's going to be outside of his mouth. It's not going to be inside his mouth, though, isn't it? Well, on that actual site, there's a link to another version of the story. It goes into a little bit more detail. This is from Sky News. It says an Indonesian tobacco company has agreed to pay the medical expenses of a man who lost six teeth when a cigarette he was smoking exploded. The cigarette blew up in the same guy's mouth when he's riding his motorcycle. He lost six teeth and received 51 stitches. He was interviewed from the hospital bed and said that the company was paying for his medical treatment. They've agreed to settle it amicably, he said, through bandaged lips. They will pay all the medical expenses. From around 4,000 chemical substances found in a cigarette, there is one substance that is identical to a substance used to formulate rocket fuel. I don't know. That's, I think that's stretching it a little bit. But The man said he wasn't chewing anything when he lit the class mid cigarette and didn't notice anything strange about its odor, color, or taste. He was riding a motorcycle at the time. That must have burned rapidly. I've never seen anyone smoke and ride. No. That must be No, quite it's hard. hard. I can't even light something when it's windy out. <laughs> you can't light a fire. Six teeth, 51 stitches, and, and there had to be burns, right? Um, I'd imagine if, it, if an explosion is going to take out six teeth, then yeah, there must be some sort of nasal burnage or maybe his moustache was singed. Well, you know, they say if you have a firecracker in your hand and your hand is open, it just singes your hand a little bit. But if you close yeah. your hand around it, you could lose the whole hand. Yep. So it had to be the end that he was you know, holding in his teeth. Maybe it's more valid than we're giving it credit, but then there should have been a bigger settlement. I hope he ended up looking like a, someone out of an Acme cartoon. He, all his face was blackened with soot. And he had this sort Two of big white eyes and banana peeled cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to the second story. Police right. catch a peeping Tom at a peep show. A few minutes before 2 a.m. on a Saturday, which I can't remember what it was, a Seattle police officer was dispatched to Lusty Lady, the peep show strip club. There was a, a man planned to crawl into the dancers' dressing room, police said. When they arrived, he was still in the ceiling crawl space. <laughs> police were told that the man, 27, entered the lusty lady through the front door backwards and entered stall number seven. So that's a terrible sentence. The man entered the lusty lady backwards. <laughs> police said that he climbed through the ceiling panels and onto the glass ceiling above the dance floor. A stripper was starting when the man's legs came crashing through the glass panel above her. According to police, she stated before the subject fell through, she heard what she thought was knocking or pounding above her head. <laughs> this bloke was knocking one out, wasn't he? <laughs> above and her says, head. Yes, they do have a glass ceiling at the strip club. That has to be like mirrors, not, not clear glass. Yeah, but... Why do you have to crawl around in a strip joint to peek at women with no clothes on when you can just go in well, that's and what peek the at women? The first line of the article says is, a guy trying to sneak in the dressing room of a nude performer. What did he expect to see? Yeah, yeah. What a nonce. Unless you have to pay to actually get in there. But then he walked in backwards. Right, the, fir the first thing that I have problems with, why didn't the bouncers catch him when he walked into the shop Backwards. Mm -hmm. Hang on, we got a weirdo here. This guy's just walked in backwards, and he hasn't paid. 
Why, why weren't alarms ringing at that point there? Bizarre. I, I have no answer. <laughs> it's just one of those stories that... I, I, okay. I love the way that she heard knocking. You, you... Getting faster, getting faster. <laughs> and then he's obviously knocked too hard and broken the, the mirrors or the glass. <laughs> what a dick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. There's my two stories that'll keep you full up for now. Hopefully you can't relate to either of them. Not yet. No. Maybe one day. So I had uh, a website, which I'll just share quickly before we, we wrap things up. It's another gaming website. It's called VNES or www.virtualnes.com. And basically, it's all, probably all, the old games for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, and you can play them online. And it's it's pretty easy, actually. I had a go of this, and I got hooked on it. And I oh, it's easy to get sucked in because there's so many of them. Mm. Basically, your your keyboard is uh, X is the A button, Z is the B button, Control is select, Enter is start, and then you use your arrow keys, and then there's just so many games. They have uh, old Star Trek games with cheesy graphics and all. They have racing games. They have fighting games. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Math, Donkey Kong 3, Double Dragon, Double Dribble, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dr. Mario. <laughs> Hang on. Let me set this up. Dragon's Lair. And the great thing is these are original, original games. So, they, I mean, 1990, 1980, they're nowhere near what the arcade games they were based on was like. Yeah. And there's great music. If you're looking to rip music for, for something, this is a perfect kind of digital music. Okay, Duck right. Tales. Yeah. Go ahead. G- give me a game. Uh, see, the, the, bike, the, the game that I went straight to was Excite Bike. Now, I'm, I've got a little handheld system at home. And mm-hmm. I've got the, this game on there, and it's brilliant. I love Excite Bike. <laughs> I'm actually let's playing see. it now. Hang on, let's see how I do. <laughs> Second jumps. This is wicked. It's like Kickstart, but oh, there's three Simpsons games: Street Fighter, Super Mario Brothers, one, two, and three. Superman, Swords and Serpents. Uh, teas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tecmo World Wrestling. Hang I used on. to play that in the arcade all the time. Hang Track on. and Field. Paperboy. Brilliant. Hang on, I've got to have a go of this now. <laughs> Tecmo Bowl. Tag Team Wrestling. Oh, it's not letting me do it. Xenophobe, I remember that. Wayne Gretzky Hockey. Wizards and Warriors. Win, Lose, or Draw. Willow. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Where's Waldo? Wheel of Fortune, four different editions. WWF WrestleMania and WrestleMania Challenge. Right, I'm I'm going for my first game on Paperboy already. God, I used to love watching this. Oh. Hang on, this is the greatest podcasting episode ever. Joust, Jurassic Park. Oh, I'm on the curb. I'm on the curb. Battle Tank. <laughs> Battle Toads. There's a man breakdancing. Go on, go on, go on. No. 
Burger I broke time. a window. My wife loves Burger Time. I'll just show her that. Oh, I used to play Pengo all the time. Pengo? How do I Pengo. get the list up of all the games? Popeye. I remember Popeye's Paperboy. <gasps> Pengo's not on here. Oh. How do I get the list up of all the games? Oh, up um, on the screen, there's the number sign and then A through Z. You just click on the letter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Or there's the top 20 on the side. Yeah, that's what I'm there's going through at the moment. unreleased games. So it's definitely something you can get sucked into and, and spend a long time playing. <laughs> I'm, I'm in it now, so I think I have to finish off the show. <laughs> it, does, it does crush your memories a little bit, though, because... I mean, I remember being young and having an old Atari, and, and oh, it was great. We played Pitfall, and we do this, and we do that. And then I was playing um, some game with my son, and you would, you did something, and it kept taking you back to like old school Pitfall. You had to to go and play that old Activision game as a stage in in this, whatever game he was playing. You had to beat Pitfall. Yeah, and he was like, "This is lame." I, was like, I know. <laughs> So let's go back to the other part. No, you have to get through here to get to the next stage. He's like, no, this this sucks. See, he's never gone through the the stages of loading up games, has he? I used to have an A called Electron, and which is very similar to the BBC computers that we used to have at school, mm-hmm. and that was a, a tape uh, load up. So you had all the whirring and buzzing and clicking yep. for twenty minutes while you you went downstairs for a drink while it loaded, mm-hmm. and. One of the greatest games, I think it was called Sphinx Adventure. It was just one of these, um, it was a, it didn't have any graphics at all. It was just a, a text adventure. Yeah. Where you had to say, yes, pick up rock. No, left, right, north, south, east, west. Yeah, like Zork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were the greatest games. But funny enough, I was rooting around in my loft uh, recently and I found out one of my old games and I still love it. It's, um, Jeff Crammond's uh, Grand Prix, I think it was from 1992, and he had all the, the Grand Prix season of 1991, and I've, I've got an old, old laptop knocking around, and that's the only thing I can play it on at the moment, but it's just brilliant. It, I don't care that the graphics are rubbish. It's got all the gameplay there, and I can still get hooked. I can still do a 72-lap race, You know, just sit down for an hour and a half and do that. Because yeah. I love it so much. I'm looking at the unreleased game section, and there, there's a couple things that don't show up in the regular alphabet part. Mm-hmm. There's RoboCop versus the Terminator. What else? Oh, the California Raisins, the Grape Escape. <gasps> Double Dragon. Hang on, let me see what this sounds like. Yeah, Double Dragon. Woo! That's enough of that. So, uh, you know, again, you guys might want to check that out. And uh, if you have other sites or something you want to point out to us, please do send it to us. We like to have, you know, a good site and episode we throw out there. Yeah, too right. Right. I guess we're probably at a good wrap-up point here. Yeah. Can I, I just suggest one thing? Uh, our sure. next live show. When should we do our next live show? Mm-hmm. So we put it out so people know exactly when it's going to be. I don't know if I can commit to anything definitive yet. No? Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll put it on Twitter then, yeah? Yeah. Maybe a day or two before we do it, but hopefully it'll be in February. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometime in February. Just a matter of what day it is. We'll have to kind of wait and see a little bit. Yeah. 
but we'll get it out there. Awesome. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening and uh, check back in a week or so for our next episode. Watch yeah. Twitter for news of when the next live show might be sometime probably after Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Just send us anything that you want to on Bombast Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll try and read it out in the show or if you've got any audio boos or audio comments. Ah, we forgot someone's audio comment today. That's all right. We'll do that next time. Yep. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> we'll do it next time. That's fine. But thanks again for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.